After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. And we're back. We're back for another one, another episode of Whiskey Beer and Conspiracy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country, as always, on air under the mail. It's me, boy. Back. Right. Back for another one. A lot of things to talk about tonight. We do have a very special guest, but before we introduce him, uh, Chris, say hello. Well, Chris is not on the show tonight. Uh, he's about four or five weeks missing here. Our, our <laughs> trusty, somewhat reliable third host. Um, and I know yeah, he's going to be. If, a... you've, if you've seen him, give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> what did I do last week? And <laughs> I did. Uh, uh, if anybody knows or has seen Chris, please give <laughs> Big Country and Boya a call. 1-800-HELP-FIND-CHRIS. That's 1-800-HELP-FIND-CHRIS. Um <laughs> Yeah, Chris, we miss you, man. We want you back on the show. We know your schedule is kind of crazy right now, but <clears throat> in due time, in due time, in due time. Uh, so after this episode, uh, Boy and I are going to do another Hooligan Tavern episode. Um, I think we're going to talk about the Niners a mm-hmm. little bit, mm-hmm. the devastation throughout the league with injuries, but also uh, we want to th- say thank you for signing up for the Hooligan Tavern for ninety nine a month, get you exclusive access to uh never before heard episodes some past episodes future episodes plus merchandise that only you can buy boy am i forgetting anything else no i think that's it man bang bang okay without further ado who's patiently waiting here in our lobby uh we are bringing on author lee austin to talk a little bit about his book morning star's tale but also some other conspiracies so lee thanks for joining us on the show Thank you, guys. Appreciate the uh, invite. Of course, of course. Absolutely. Um, so to get right into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you came about with even having the idea of writing your book? I've been in broadcasting for over 30 years. Uh, my most recent job was working for Republic Broadcasting Network. I worked there a couple years um, from 2020 till June of this year. I also worked there from 2014 to 2016. I got fired in 2016 because a caller wanted to know if I believed in the flat earth. And I said, in 2016, I said, no, that's insane. Why would anybody believe something so stupid? (laughs) And over a six-month period, I did a deep dive and became a believer and started talking about it on the radio. The owner of the network got really pissed off fired me. I went back to Florida, which is where I live in God's waiting room. And uh, (laughs) it it just hit me one day. Why don't I write a book about it? But then I thought, no one's going to listen to me. Who's the craziest, most insane, notorious character in the history of mankind? Gary Busey. Well, next to Gary Busey (laughs) and uh, Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Lucifer. Yeah. So I decided to write it from his point of view. And as you mentioned before we went on the air, it is kind of a take on the screw tape letters. Basically, Lucifer tells you 
what the earth looks like, how the universe works, and how the occult operates. And he tells you this because he knows you're not going to believe him. And that gives him joy as he continues to mock you while you're mm. reading it. So he tells you at the beginning of the book, he doesn't even like you. And then he he proceeds to disclose how everything works. Wow. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, man, I, I I have it. I have it here. I'll show it on camera. It's an awesome book. A very easy read. Uh, I think it's a total of 78 pages, The at least the edition I have. Yeah, I've got a new edition where I added a lot more transhumanism stuff, mm. vaccine, yes. injection uh, takes. So it's expanded to about 135, at oh, least the okay. new edition. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the edition I have only goes up to about 78. Nevertheless... Uh, it's a fairly easy read. You could read it in a day. Um, and the perspective that you, it's also, in, I mean, I'm kind of high right now, so it's, I'm trying to think about it even, <laughs> even more in depth. But I, when I read it and I plan on reading it again, um, was that the, the story just seems to flow. And when, you, when you're starting to read it, you're like, man, this, this devil's a real bitch you know he's a, <laughs> he's a real asshole this guy um and it was such a refreshing and unique take on it um that i i was super excited to, to read it when i got it in the mail and and i heard you on uh k-town show a couple times talking about it and i thought that was genius and then of course the, the backstory of it was is i don't want to say like phenomenal but it kind of is you know with You've had uh, a firsthand experience of what talking about, uh, you know, flat Earth or or anything else could get you could get you in trouble in these day and age. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, really have been put through the uh, spiritual ringer mm -hmm. the last four years. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I have to admit, um, I, I actually published the book in 2016, uh, 2018 rather. I had a publisher. It was actually a real published book mm -hmm. with a publishing house. They sold the company. The new company gave me a crappy contract. So I decided to just go direct and self-publish it on Amazon. But I've done probably about 30 interviews and I've been talking about it on the radio for at least three years. But I really enjoy listening to people's take and mm -hmm. especially people getting triggered. When I first started doing it, I was apprehensive because I was being attacked so much. Yeah. But I've gotten to the point now where I maybe I've just become a masochist, but I, I kind of enjoy it when someone gets upset because I can kind of stand back now and and figure out what it is exactly that's pissing them off. And more than yeah. anything else, it's just someone saying to you, everything you've been taught is a lie. Mm -hmm. um, there was a guy who listened to my show and he was a literal astrophysicist. Oh, wow. And he was constantly getting triggered. And one time he emailed me and he started citing all the, these facts as he saw them. And I said on the radio, it must be a real shame knowing you spent your entire life living a lie. Mm. <laughs> and he just went nuts. But that's good because yeah. that's how people change. You don't change unless you get pissed off. Right. Most of the time, that's how we are as human beings. Until you get really pissed off, you don't change. Right. <clears throat> yeah big country is definitely because me i'm uh, i've always said i'm not married to the ball but i've always thought that we've had bigger fish to fry in the conspiracy world so for me i don't really have a dog in the fight right i i would like to see everything play out <laughs> because sure. of course i want to know the truth you know 
Um, well, let me ask you but, one basic question. It's, sure. a, it's, a, it's how you get into flat earth class. Do you believe <laughs> that we landed on the moon? Absolutely not. Okay, you're in the class. Uh, a week ago, I was talking. He's failing to a, right now. But right now. <laughs> a week ago, I was talking to a woman who um, is a Christian prepper, okay. and I'm thinking, okay, this woman lives in East Tennessee. She's a Christian prepper. I'm going to hit her with flat Earth. Yeah, she obviously, comes back and says Aryan. Oh eyes. my gosh! And she came right out and said, "I believe we landed on the moon." And I said, "End of conversation. If, yeah. if you don't believe, if you believe we landed on the moon." I'm certainly not going to talk to you about this because this is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is an insane theory. And if it's true, it's the second biggest lie of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, a big country definitely takes on all of the followers who, who question him. And I got to say that every single time he gets into a debate with somebody, he offers them a chance to come on our show and, and discuss their point of view. And every single time they say no. And it's not like, no, thanks. You know, it's very insulting. They do get triggered, extremely triggered, which blows my mind because I've never once saw flat earth post and been like, you know what? I I need to give this guy my opinion, you know, (laughs) and then spend literal days arguing with someone over it again and again. Um, And that simple thing there that these people refuse to come on and, 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 you know, discuss their point of view, their facts as they see them. It it leans me more towards okay. There's obviously more to this story, right? And and but n- nobody. How many how many people would you say you've offered to come on and they've every single one is denied? I would say a conservative number would probably be like between fifteen and twenty. Okay, yeah, somewhere around there. One, never never want to come on. Never once. Doesn't make never any once. sense. Yeah, the book was actually written for atheists and agnostics. Okay. What What's curious is because I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. I have found in my own community almost complete rejection. Yep. Uh, really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't go to, I don't do church because I have a real hard time with successful businesses. Right. <laughs> uh, but I do belong to a little home church and, the, and it's run by an elderly woman. And I've only been going there about a month. She came up to me the first week because I mentioned it. She goes, I I believe in flat earth too. I, oh, wow. I can't I can't believe you believe in that. <laughs> and it's like people are just like, shh, yeah, don't yeah. tell anyone. Yeah. Spe- it's, anyone. It's, it's definitely the speakeasy of conspiracy theories. Like, oh, yeah. My. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's, it's hushed tones unless there's a conference or other like-minded people, but just people that are willing to listen to the argument. You know what I mean? It's it's really hard to find those people. I I love to hear both sides of it, you know. So, like I said, I'm I'm I like to just be kind of the fly on the wall. But it's it's amazing how many people are like, yeah, we don't talk about that here. <laughs> I, I kind of work backwards. Um, if you go to the website morningstarstale.com, mm-hmm. I actually posted a video over the weekend, and this is part of the hilarious part of talking about this subject. You know, there's a space race now between the United States and China. Mm-hmm. China is not using fisheye lenses. It's mm. absolutely hilarious. <laughs> uh, a week ago, I ran a story on my website. It's a picture of a Chinese astronaut taking a picture of his fellow astronaut, and behind them is the Earth with zero curvature, straight edge. <laughs> you- and over the weekend, I got a video. 
There's now a video of the flat earth from about 250 miles. And they're not even giving it an extra thought to put on a fisheye lens. Mm. It's hilarious. Well, you know what's kind of interesting about that is I I, I wonder if it's along the same lines of um, the TikTok algorithm. Like the TikTok algorithm here is like chicks dancing in thongs and people doing dances together and i don't know you know throwing bananas at cars or whatever <laughs> and china owns the algorithm that's there there's this guy that was talking about it that's how you destroy a society you make the next generation dumb yeah and concerned with nothing but in china their algorithm is like kids achieving science awards and good mathematicians and yeah military and, training yeah military training entrepreneurship um so maybe it's along the same lines of for the Chinese government. Maybe they're slowly going to start disclosing this to their people hmm. so that it came from the government. But also on the other side, the the West would use it to demonize like, oh, can you believe that China is now saying the earth is flat? Hmm. Not only are they communist, but they're insane. You know, Boy, that is a an incredible take. I never even thought about that. And, you, and when you said in China, the TikTok is completely different, that it's more mm -hmm. educational. I didn't know that yeah. until you just mentioned it. Mm -hmm. But that's an interesting theory because what better way to demonize the Chinese mm -hmm. than to accuse them of being flat earth, flat earthers at the highest levels? Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, and, what, you... and then China could turn around and maybe use that as an intellectual weapon mm. to demonize the United States. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is when you said that the country, the, that they were going to, um, or, you know, the algorithm might be different is China, uh, wants to create an additional local moon and local sun. So for, for them to be like, now nah, the earth is flat, we can make a local earth and local sun also makes a lot of sense. Cause I thought, why the hell would they even try? Like, I don't understand, create a, a local sun or, or a local moon. But apparently they're going to attempt it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that kind of tails into all of the uh, ghost cities mm. that they've been constructing. Where, oh. what, is the, what is your belief on that? I mean, do you think there's some sort of event that's going to disperse these people to these ghost cities? Or were they just employed to stay busy because there's so many people that need a job to feed their family? Mm. Uh, it's hard to say. Holy yeah, there cow. it is. Isn't that incredible? I can zoom in. Oh, wow. oh, whoops. Yeah, uh, go to the 21-second mark if you can, and you'll be blown away. I mean, just objectively take a look at it. Oh, here's the link here. And tell me what in the world you see. I, I see a straight edge. Yeah, let me, let me screen share the video, and then um, you guys can see what I am seeing. So I'll share here. We're getting down into it now, boy. <laughs> All right, here we go. Can you guys see that? Yep. yep. Okay, here we go. So I'm just going to run out. Yeah, 21 seconds is where you get the first shot. Okay, it's only a minute 40, so we'll... Yeah, well, let's just let it run. The... <laughs> that was flat. Okay, That's not that even the good. shot. It's coming up at 21 seconds. It's just the clearest shot I've ever seen. There it is. <laughs> Take a look at that. <laughs> I, objectively, I would have to say that that is that is a flat line. 
wow right the horizon of the earth is it it's the, flat in that the video. horizon will always rise to your eye so this is taken at approximately 250 miles up if they continued to say like 500 miles mm -hmm. what you would see is that edge would expand further out you would see right. more land <clears throat> yeah wow i i'm so interested um so let me stop sharing here i'm so interested in um the topic of extra land right mm. and i've recently been been kind of giving a little bit more thought to certain areas possibly outside antarctic's antarctica's uh ice shelf um with the iron republic and atlantis and all that stuff and mm -hmm. i know they're talking about well maybe it sank someday you know a long time ago or whatever or um the <clears throat> ice wall somehow got put there and then Atlanta is as just as as further away than we could ever imagine. I mean, it's very interesting stuff. Yeah. Have Dude. you guys ever taken a deep dive into the Nephilim? Um, yeah. Um, we've we've covered a uh, quite a bit of that of of the Nephilim on our show. Um, yeah, we had um, we've had uh, La Marzilli on our show. Okay, and we talked to it, him it, about it. Yeah, I got it. That's so interesting. You should say that. I got a a nasty email from him a week ago. Really? Really? Yeah. I Why? sent him. I sent him the, the the video. I sent him actually the picture, and he just said the Earth is round and started laughing. And, <laughs> and, and that's kind of the proof that I'm telling you. I mean, the Christian community, even those who yeah. are in conspiracy theories, mm -hmm. they're not having any of this because their reputation goes in the toilet when they start talking about this. Mm. But getting back to the Nephilim, mm -hmm. I believe that actually Atlantis did exist. I don't know where. If there's some conjecture, maybe somewhere in the Atlantic, mm -hmm. but I think it was really similar to Genesis 6, 4, men, uh, women were having sex with these uh, fallen angels and creating this race of hybrids called the Nephilim. Mm -hmm. And somehow, I don't know how, it ties into Antarctica. For some reason, the elite seem to be obsessed with Antarctica. Mm -hmm. And if you go back to 1958 with the Antarctic uh, Treaty, where no one can go past the ice wall, Mm -hmm. For the most part, but what getting back to what you were asking about, I'm also really curious, how big is this place? If the yeah. earth is flat, how much further does it go? Because according to the book of Enoch, the ice wall, which contains all the oceans is 60,000 miles in circumference. Wow. So if the earth, if you believe in the heliocentric theory is only 24,901, mm -hmm. the flat earth theory, according to Enoch, is 60,000 miles just for the ice wall. Wow. And then the question is, how much land is there after that until it meets the dome? Mm -hmm. And is there land after the dome? And is that mm -hmm. another sun? Is that another world? Is that another dimension? Yeah. It's, it kind of reminds me of that movie, boy, um, <clears throat> where there was those, it was kind of like Hunger Games, but it was like uh, Maze Runner. Yeah, Maze yeah. Runner, where you could see I the just, wall. Yeah. yeah, I just watched one of them the other day, and and I it was funny because I thought about like the flat Earth theory when it came to it because every place they went had a wall, right? So they escape the maze, they get to another landmass, and then there's another wall they have to get through to get to where the elites are. <clears throat> but the the idea of of land outside of the ice wall, um, it always brings into my mind like uh, Viking mythology, Greek mythology, things like that, where they talk about realms. 
And yeah. so, you know, we have our, our realm that we live in now. And then beyond the ice wall is a, is a different realm. You know, a lot of them have nine realms. Um, well, in the book, uh, mm-hmm. Lucifer, Morningstar and Morningstar is just another name for Lucifer. It's right. like light bear. It's one of mm-hmm. his names. So you have where we live, which is the first heaven of the third dimension where we live in a box of space and time. Then you have the uh, second heaven, the fourth dimension, then the third heaven, which is the uh, fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. That ties into the age of Aquarius, the golden age, and that's what the Luciferians are ascribing to. Right. And this ties into transhumanism with Elon Musk and uh, Ray mm-hmm. Kurzweil and all these guys. Their goal is to become eternal beings apart from God. And if you go mm-hmm. back to the Bible, you avoid the wages of sin. If you don't die, you become a god. You are the mm. gods. So maybe in some way, wow. Antarctica is part of the promised land for the Luciferian elite, something beyond the ice wall that they already know about mm. where they're going to set up shop at some point. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Man. Good thing I smoked before this. Holy cow. <laughs> um, By the way, I came up with that without smoking. That's great. That's, that's, why, that's great. that's why I don't. That's why I don't smoke anymore. <laughs> I got another one, man. Wait. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, well, and I, okay. So let's get into your book. But I wanted to say this too. Um, a little bit back to Antarctica was that uh, most people don't know this, and this is not big countries made up fact. You could even go to Google if you still use that search engine for some reason. <laughs> Type in what is the highest continent on Earth. The highest continent listed is Antarctica. Mm-hmm. So the ice wall is the highest continent on the earth that we know of, which is a pretty good explanation for holding in at least our oceans. Not to say yeah. it like not to say because the one that gets thrown out there a lot is like, oh, the ice wall has to hold in the water so it doesn't fall off the edge. <laughs> now, you know, there's there's no yeah. edge in what I believe. But you think it's separating worlds or, or yeah. realms or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And um, with Admiral Byrd, when he sailed, he said he couldn't, he sailed all the way around and he couldn't find an entrance mm. um, until I, th- I, there was one expedition, I believe, that he said that he had found more continents. Yeah, more land beyond. More, more land beyond and then um, tropical forests and all this stuff yeah, that's out creatures, there. Creatures, things like that. Yeah, See, and a bunch of Nazis. Yeah, well, you know, because I can get down with hollow earth as well. You know what I mean? So obviously, if I believe in something like that, I kind of got to leave a little bit of room, right? Um, but I, I do believe that a- Admiral Byrd saw what he saw. Yeah. Because there's really no, if, if especially in that time, if you were going to lie about something like that, then your life is done. You know what I mean? You're, you're not yeah. going to be respected anywhere. So, uh, you know, why else would he lie? Yeah, well, and he was also the youngest admiral in the United States ever. He was like 29, I think, when he was. Here's the amazing part. We're talking about a guy who explored 65, 70 years ago, mm-hmm. and we haven't had any exploration since. Yep. And it's the same thing with NASA. Last time they were at the moon, they went six times between 69 and 72, which they didn't. <laughs> and they haven't gone back in 50 years. This is the first time in the history of mankind that technology and exploring has moved backwards. We haven't gone back to the moon and no one goes down and explores Antarctica. Mm -hmm. And if someone would just get on a plane in Tierra del Fuego, fly under the South Pole, land in Auckland, 
film it, the argument's over. The earth is round. Right. It's so simple, but they won't do it. And even mm. when Artemis eventually takes off, why don't they just <laughs> film the earth with people in Australia standing upside down? Yeah. Why don't they turn the Hubble telescope around? Mm-hmm. They don't uh, do too, any of this. No, it doesn't work that way, Lee, because it's too close. And yeah. you know, oh yeah, lens yeah. Flare we destroyed that technology, and it's yeah, we destroyed it. Yeah, prophecy. Yeah, yeah. I'd go back in a. I'd go back in a millisecond. Right. Yeah. 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 Of course. I, yeah. I, but China has said that they found these uh, crystals, these rare crystals on the moon, that will help power cold fusion machines. So China's headed to the moon to mine here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh there's a video game made about that. That wasn't a good idea then either. <laughs> um yeah, so so now Lee, let's get into your book a little bit. Um now I've only I I've only been up to the first edition, so I'm kind of interested to see what you've you've had to add to that. But um when I read it the first time, I made a lot of highlights um because I'm actually writing my own my own book uh as well about flat earth that will uh, hopefully be done with it this this year. But um, I can uh, I can attest to what you were saying earlier about the Christian community, because I myself am a Christian and I've been to a lot of different churches. And this is like a very taboo topic, including with even talking to some of my family members who are, who are relatively religious um, about it. Um, they believe that it's almost diminishing the the power of God to be able to create a spherical earth that has people upside down and stick to it. Um, and I think they're kind of missing the point, but this book I think is, is a step in the right direction, man, that was long winded. Sorry. <laughs> not at all. Um, it was a good explanation. There's a, I'm not a Bible quoting thumping guy. There's a, there's a part in Romans <laughs> in the book somewhere. It, it talks about, um, how no man has an excuse because he can see creation. In other words, because man can see this place that was built for us, no one has an excuses has an excuse to deny that there is a God. Take that a step further and go to an agnostic or an atheist and say, everything you've been told is a lie, and we live on a flat plane with a dome and an ocean above and probably nine other dimensions where God lives in the 10th dimension, according to the Book of Enoch and the secret teachings of the Book of Enoch. If an atheist or an agnostic comes to the belief that the earth is flat, there is probably a very good chance they're going to become a believer in God. Mm -hmm. Maybe Christian, but they're going to become a believer in providence and a divine creator because the first question someone asks when they find out that the earth is flat is, who did it? Who yeah. built this place? No one asked that with the ball mm -hmm. because the ball spinning at a thousand miles an hour going, well, it's tilted at 66 degrees, traveling 66,000 miles an hour and the Milky Way expanding at 666,000. They like six. <laughs> but the heliocentric theory depresses people. Because you are nothing, you are going nowhere, and what's the point? Eat, drink, and be merry and die. Mm. But with the yeah. geocentric theory, God is saying you're the center of the universe. Everything revolves around Polaris and the flat earth plane, the only two immovable points in the universe. And you're special because everything revolves around you, and you're my creation. 
Mm. You tell that to a heliocentric atheist like DeGrasse Tyson or Bill Nye or any of these guys, and they'll be triggered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen Bill Nye triggered. It's kind of funny to watch him because he's like, he's very, you know, he's like got his little bow tie and he looks so nice and everybody grew up with him in school watching his videos. And then you see him get mad over flat earth and it's, it's kind of like, man, should I, this guy's a little unhinged and they well, all, and he changes all the time. Now he yeah. says it's pear shape. The yeah. earth isn't round. It's, it's pear shape. He, he also <laughs> said there were hundreds of genders. You know what I mean? Well, so, yeah, it's, it's a transsexual earth. Yeah. It doesn't have a vagina. It doesn't have a penis. It's just asexual. Yeah. It's, with it's a questioning. Bulge. It's questioning with a bulge. With a bulge. <laughs> it's searching. It's and don't judge it. <laughs> yeah. That's um that's so funny because that was like that uh video I sent to you and Chris the other mm -hmm. day. Um and I was genuinely mad. I mad about it because it was Neil deGrasse Tyson and he was doing that uh, show. Uh, I forget the the other black guy's name. He's a comedian. Mm -hmm. He kind of looks like Arsenio Hall, but he's not Arsenio Hall. Dave Chappelle? Yeah. No, not Dave Chappelle. He was doing a he was on his show and it's like a it's like a daytime talk show. Oh, Steve Harvey. Not Steve, not Steve. Shoot, I can't remember his name. Anyways, um, he was on there and he said, Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said, Oh, we actually don't have high tides and low tides. Mm -hmm. We actually just have extra water <laughs> outside the globe. I swear to God, this is what he said. Outside. So as the earth spins, it would appear that there's high and low tide, but that's actually just that extra bulge of water just kind that's of sloshing so around. And I sent this video to uh, Boya and our third host, Chris, and I said, "The see, this shit pisses me off because this is dumb. This is mm -hmm. stupid. And I don't, I don't, like when I talk about flat earth and stuff like that, I try not to be insulting to people because no one likes to be insulted. Yeah. Like whether you're right or you're wrong, you don't like to be called stupid and dumb and all that stuff. So I don't try to approach it from that way. Um, but stuff like that, I'm like, people will look at him because he's an authoritative figure and be like, oh, so there's just in space a little extra bulge of water. <laughs> As it's that's insane. Like that's to me, that's crazy. Yeah. And they'll that's ironic. It. On the website, my website, today's mm -hmm. story, or it might have been yesterday's story, I talk about the tides. Mm -hmm. um, the question is, why is it that the Great Lakes don't have tides like the oceans? Right. And the reason, I believe, is that they don't contain salt. And this is something that I've come to believe after writing the book. Somehow, I believe the sun has a positive charge. The moon has a negative charge. You take that. And also at the North Pole, I believe there's some sort of vortex ring. And because the Earth is flat it kind of does this a little bit with the water. Mm -hmm. And so you've got the positive charge of the sun making one circuit every day. And then you have the moon going a little bit slower. And it seems that you take all of those factors and then you factor in like in uh, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, the tides will go up 50 feet and down 50 feet. It depends on the geography of the land with a mm -hmm. positive and negative charge of the sun and moon and the salt in the water all interacting. It's all magnetic. Mm, wow. That's interesting. And especially, you know, that uh, as you're talking about the, the, um, the, the rotation of the sun and the moon, and if you have a positive and a negative, right, those, those two charges um, repel each other. I could talk a little bit about this because I'm an electrician. I'm getting excited. 
And so it would it would almost seem, even though the the moon admits its own light, that uh, as the as the moon crosses directly in front of the sun, right, mm-hmm. um, it's charging itself. And as it goes away, it has enough charge to be pushed away. And then as it comes closer, it's losing power and then charges back up and it's losing power. I mean, like it has enough power to get away from something that charges it as it comes back to it. Most uh, of this information I've gotten is from the extra biblical texts of the Book of Enoch, mm-hmm. secret teachings of the Book of Enoch, the Book of Jubilees, the Book of Jasher, the Book of Giants. Enoch said that the sun and the moon are the same size, okay? And that the sun pours its light into the moon over a 14-day period. So Mm -hmm. when you have a new moon, it's not lit. Over a 14-day period, the sun pours its light into the moon, and then it's fully illuminated for one day. Over the next 14 days, it loses 1 14th of the light. So NASA tells us that the moon is a reflection of the sun, which Mm -hmm. isn't true. Enoch is telling us that the sun pours its light into the moon and that the moon doesn't reflect, but projects its own unique colder light, whereas the moon projects a positive warmer light. And because the sun moves at 15 degrees per hour, completing Mm -hmm. a 360 degree circuit, the moon actually moves at 12 degrees per hour. So what happens is the tides, the high tide, the low tide, they never match up. Every day they're all over the road, all Mm. over the world. That's why I believe it is because the sun moves quicker, the moon moves slower, and then you've got this vortex ring at the North Pole, and then the earth sort of on this bosom of the earth in the waters, Mm. and all of that combined with the jagged and uneven land masses meeting the the ocean shore combines to give it irregular tides, high and low. Mm. You're blowing my mind right now, Lee. <laughs> You're blowing my mind. I didn't even so, think about all of that till you asked the question. Well, so the so the idea that the moon is charging, it's absorbing the sun's energy. Um, the moon has always been weird to me. And I, I just watched this movie on HBO and it, it did terrible in the theater, but it was extremely interesting to watch and is a good apocalypse movie. It's called Moonfall. Well, they say the, the moon starts to crash into the earth. So they send a shuttle there and the shuttle ends up detecting this like AI kind of, you know, nanotechnology sort of bot and it chases them around. And it turns out there's a superstructure inside of the moon that was actually created by a race of intelligent people. And that race of intelligent people made several moons in several places and sent them out to these different worlds to kind of monitor and create life. And uh, the AI became sentient and wiped out everybody. And then their, their plan was to wipe out the moon because the moon could generate uh, biologic material. Um, so the moon is a superstructure was was pretty interesting. And the fact that, you know, you talk about the watchers and things like that. Well, where are they watching from? And I've always felt like it would be a place like the moon. Um, and on top of that, you know, that people have, have done the, the studies and, and, and check the temperature of the moon and it is a much colder light. It's clearly not a reflection of the sun or else, you know, that heat would be felt. Um, so. It's 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 a good it's a good theory. I like that one a lot. 
I kind of work backwards when I when I talk about flat Earth. I really begin with the moon mm -hmm. because it's so confusing. It is. When the moon when the moon is half lit, and I've asked everybody this, but you know, if you don't look at it from a if unless you look at it from a flat Earth perspective, with the moon receiving the light of the sun, right? It doesn't make any sense when the moon is half lit. What is causing that line down the middle that divides the light and the darkness? It's obviously if you believe in the heliocentric theory, it's not the curvature because it would be mm -hmm. a curve, but why is it a straight line? And the only explanation is because it's being either filled or mm -hmm. being extinguished. Right. And it's being done in 14 different segments over 14 different days. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. That and that ties crazy. in and, and you know, you being an electrician, you could probably appreciate that more than most people. Oh, absolutely. I, I've actually recently had this discussion um, with a couple of coworkers of mine that, um, cause, you know, because I, I I talk about the fact that I'm like, I'm a flat earther. Hi, my name is Ryan. I'm a flat earther, <laughs> you know. Um, but I've always wondered about, okay, so we know as electricians that electricity wants to go to ground. Like That's what we call ground. It's its home. It wants to go into the earth. Um, which is why we we figured out certain ways that we can work on high power lines by completing the circuit and becoming part of the circuit. Um, and, and we figured out these different things, but I've always been fascinated by the fact that no matter what the path of least resistance for name, any voltage is to go directly into the earth. Cause that's, it seems to be like where it's either coming from or going to, um, and I know there's there's been some some postulations out there about possibly that is the idea behind gravity is that we all have a specific charge and the Earth has the opposite equal charge. Um, and that's what caused us to constantly be on the ground or likewise why things fall at the exact same rate, even though based on completely different masses. Sure. Um, but then well, I... Yeah, this is kind of where I go off the rails sometimes. I don't mean go off the rails, but here we go. I don't, all right, put on your all right, kids. Time to put on your aluminum foil hats. Oh boy, here we go. Today's show is brought to you by Prozac. Um, I don't believe in gravity. Right. Uh, I believe in buoyancy and density. If something is uh, lighter than air, like helium, it rises, and if it's heavier. It, it, it falls. And yeah. it's as simple as that because we live on a flat plane. One thing that really threw me, and, and again, this is another update that I don't think is in the book, is satellites. It, it did confuse me because I thought, I do believe in satellites, but I think everything is the scale. Mm -hmm. Come to find out that the largest consumer of helium on the flat plane, drum roll please, NASA. NASA. Maybe they just host a lot of birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do know they do own Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, <laughs> what if the satellites were actually just balloons, helium balloons, low altitude balloons that are stationary, and that everything is ground based? You know, you said something really good. Thank you. Uh, you can tell I'm a writer. You say good things. <laughs> you said electricity always seeks the ground. I believe that everything is ground-based. Cell towers, cell phones. When you make a cell call, I don't believe it's going up to a satellite. 
I just believe it's going to a tower and it's triangulating your position based on mm. which tower is closest. And the right. same thing with overseas calls. It's all cables yeah, in the ocean. Yeah. Actually, that's a, a chapter in my book. It's called The Cable That Rules the World. Because before I was an electrician, I did low voltage. I was a low voltage technician. And one of the classifications that we're um, experienced in was fiber optics. Fiber optics is uh, makes up 99.99, which oddly sounds like 100, percent of all <laughs> worldwide communication. It's underwater sea cabling. They've been doing it since the mid to late 60s. Uh, obviously, the technology has gotten much better, but fiber optics is the fastest means of communication. Even, even if we could send a signal out into outer space somewhere and it hits a satellite dish and comes back down, it will never, ever be faster than the speed of light, which is what fiber optics is. Mm -hmm. um, and if you watch some of these uh, commercials, like T-Mobile had a recent commercial about like 5G going up mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And, and Verizon did a couple of them. And there's no mention of like, you know, they, they show the guy like climbing up the tower yeah. and then the guy hooking up the thing. And then it comes to the guy who's on a computer and he types it in and then it goes to this tower. There's no like actual like even a CGI representation of like it going up to a satellite and coming back down. It's like they forget to mention it in their literature, but oh yeah, absolutely. That's what it does. Yeah. How come yeah. they've never taken a real live shot of a satellite circumventing the planet? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And why have satellites never collided ever yeah there's ever. millions there's of them never been a collision around all the know? space junk yeah sometimes you hear like oh a satellite uh fell to the ocean thank god it you know it always falls in the ocean it's <laughs> never once like fallen in a village or anything like that but um I, i've yeah, seen a couple of videos one in australia in particular where a satellite crashed into the ground and it was a helium balloon that popped and it just smashed into someone's truck. Did it, say, did it say, please return to NASA? <laughs> it found. Please burn this up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Black Hawk, the episode, like the clip from Black Hawk Down when they're walking away and parts of the helicopter. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. And, and you know, it, it's it's fun to have these conversations. And like you said earlier, you know, it is it is difficult to bring this up to some people because they get so upset. Boy, I mentioned it too. Even Boya kind of being like uh, the the fly on the wall middleman kind of referee almost to the conversation. <laughs> um, a lot of these people are like, oh, my God, you're so stupid for believing that. I'm yeah. like, what, do you want to come talk about it? They're like, I wouldn't even waste my time. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you, you're you in my think, comment section, though, right? If if you truly believe that you are right, why wouldn't you waste the time? Like, that's that's what I don't understand. You know what I mean? And. I'm not sure if we'll ever get somebody to come on and debate. And to be fair, every single flat earth debate that I've ever seen usually ends up with a guy who believes in the globe leaving, just leaving. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it it's has a, to be, it has to be a road to Damascus experience. Mm -hmm. I think for most people where you just get hit with the light one day, but what I've learned over the last, I've believed in this since 2016. So I've believed in it for six years Mm -hmm. The book has been out for four. What I've noticed after a lot of interviews and talking to countless people, most people don't want to believe. Mm -hmm. They don't care if the earth, you really hear this from Christians more than any other group. Who cares if it's flat? You're not helping. Tell them about Jesus. <laughs> okay, but let's not tell him. 
them where they live and why they live here and who's been <laughs> lying to them, which will only increase their faith, not decrease it. My faith is stronger than it's ever been because I get blown away every day. I, I go outside and I think, wow, yeah, what a, what a place. <laughs> I mean, when I die, the first thing I want to see, I don't want to go to heaven. I want to see this place. I want a tour. Yeah. I want to see the foundation stone. I want to see the dome, the ocean above. I can't even wrap my head around the idea that according to the book of Enoch, there's actually an ocean above us. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is mind boggling. But if you go back to Genesis, what does it say? It says he opened the, the windows of heaven. So the water came from below mm -hmm. and above and mixed in the snow globe and killed everyone but Noah and his family. Mm -hmm. That's uh, wild. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And you don't hear about that Sunday morning. No. Yeah. Uh, big country. What was the name of that guy in the hot air balloon? Um, and August he, he, Picard. August Picard. And he talks about how out of the window, once he reaches as high as he can go, uh, it looks like water. And yeah, I've always thought he, that was interesting. Like using the medium of water. And then what was it? Coca-Cola or Red Bull or somebody did a I commercial. Coke. And they did a commercial that was kind of depicting it. And the same thing in the commercial, there's, it looks like, you know, water waving by outside of the window. And Picard said he noticed there was a, a it, it kind of tipped up. It almost looked like if you take a, a Frisbee yeah. and flip it. That's what the flat earth kind of looks like, you know, because mm -hmm. as you were saying, Antarctica has the highest elevation of any continent, quote unquote, mm -hmm. on the plane. So it would suffice it to say it's higher than the bowl, which mm -hmm. is where we're at. And it, it has an upturned edge. So that makes perfect sense with Picard saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I'm, a, I'm, I'm just going to. Uh, leap to a, a conclusion with that is perhaps when he said you, you know because i think it might get a little misconstrued with him he said oh it looks like it had upturned edges well he might have just been seeing as far as he could see on the uh antarctic ice wall mm. because he can't see past that but i'm seeing this ring that's encompassing the earth below me and it seems like i'm in a medium of water um you know, I think it's, uh, it's just so it's so fascinating. Well, and that gets back to the 60,000 mile circumference. If 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 he's in a hot air balloon, that's probably what he saw was the ice wall, hmm. because if it's 60,000 miles around. You got to go very high that that video I I have on the website, that's from 250 miles up. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that he went that high. Right. Right. Not, not, not when he did it. No, no, not when he did it. Um, it's so interesting. I want, there's something I was going to bring up just now and I totally forgot about it. Gosh, darn it. Gosh, golly. I lost my thought. Boy, uh, help me out sorry. here. I'm sorry, dude. I, we, I don't even think you got, you were starting to get into your thought, so I couldn't even tell you. Um, <laughs> I was going to bring this up too for the, the earth's circumference, the, uh, earth's circumference measured around the equator is 24,901.461 miles. So they're saying that the circumference of the earth is only 24, uh, 24 million miles. Well, 24,000. I'm sorry, 24,901 miles. But the uh, 
but Antarctica is 60,000 miles in circumference. The ice wall, <laughs> yeah. according to Enoch, is 60,000. So they're that's, missing 40 that's more than twice. <laughs> yeah, almost three times <laughs> as much. So the flat earth is much larger, and the sun and the moon are local. Mm. Uh, in the book, I say 3,500 miles. I'm not too sure where I came up with that number, but I think I'm in the ballpark. Because yeah, it's no, been tri- it's been triangulated that based on the size of the moon and the sun, which I think is about is it six thousand miles, maybe? I think I something like that. Or yeah. three thousand miles or six thousand miles, something like that. Yeah. Um, and based on that, when the sun this is the, this is another thing I just came to the realization about a month ago. When you deal with the seasons, okay. The first day of winter, the sun is directly over the imaginary uh, Tropic of Capricorn. Mm-hmm. And the first day of summer, the Tropic of Cancer. Okay, on a flat Earth, it's going to take a lot longer for the sun to go 15 degrees per hour to make a 360-degree circuit on the first day of winter, whereas opposed on the first day of summer, when it's going in a circle above the Earth, it's going to take a lot less time. But I forget this resource I use, but this person told me that what's happening is that the sun spirals. In other words, not only is it going in a circle above the flat earth, it's spiraling up as it heads towards summer and spiraling down Mm. as it's heading towards winter. And that made sense to me as far as the adjustment of speed because if it was just level all the time, in other words, running parallel to the flat earth, mm-hmm. it would have to really start slowing down as it got closer to summer and speeding up as it got nearer to winter. But actually mm-hmm. what it's doing is it's spiraling up and down at the same time it's making a, a circuit every day. Wow. That's it's wild. That's I mean, I keep learning more and more stuff that's not even in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's and there's one thing, to, uh, and I just remember what I was going to say too. The uh, one interesting point, a little bit back to the moon, and I, I was going to bring it up then, but I just I just remember now. So, <laughs> um, they say in the heliocentric model the, that the moon is two hundred thirty eight thousand miles away, right? Um, now the biggest crater that we can see, depending on what side of the Earth you're on, is called Tycho. That Tycho crater is said. This is this is. NASA's numbers, this is the heliocentric model's numbers, is 50 miles wide, end to end, okay? It's physically impossible to see something if it's 50 miles wide that's 238,000 miles away. Mm -hmm. It's physically impossible as a human. Even on the clearest days out uh, Aboya, where you're at in San Diego on the Mm -hmm. beach, it's like 25 miles tops. Yeah, and that's with like perfect conditions, no atmospheric refraction, no smog, no nothing. Yeah, and that and that that point alone, that it's physically impossible to do what they're telling us that we can do, doesn't. I mean, it doesn't prove the Earth is flat or round or anything like that, but it leads you in this direction of okay, that's physically impossible. Mm-hmm. So either the Moon's not two hundred thirty-eight thousand miles away. Tycho is much bigger than they tell us, but how big would it have to be if the moon is 238,000 miles away? Mm -hmm. So one or the other or both 
has to be not true. Mm. And that's just a question about the moon. I mean, we're already on the same page of absolutely we did not land on the moon, right? Yeah. But um, for people out there that believe in the heliocentric model, they 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 can't handle this stuff. Another aspect that will blow their noodle is uh, the moon is translucent. Mm-hmm. It's plasma. Mm-hmm. And there, if you go to a website, well, YouTube channel, Crow, I think it's Crow777. Yeah, he has actual here. video of planets and stars shining through the moon. Yeah. So the moon is not terra firma. It's actually a light. It's plasma. Mm-hmm. And that's why NASA never landed on the moon. And one of the reasons Artemis is going around the moon, allegedly, and I believe they can do that because you could probably get a rocket to go about 3,500 miles, but you can't land on it because there's nothing to land on. Mm. And that's really mm. hard for a lot of people to get a hold of, but it's integral yeah. if you're going to be a flat earther. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, I think Crow <laughs> Triple Seven, what kind of kicked him in the shithole, as it were, you know, the old saying, uh, was that he had filmed the lunar wave. And he didn't put it out there for a while until his friends were like, you got to put this out there. But he was getting millions of views on, on different things that he was doing and, or, or maybe hundreds of thousands of views. And then he just got hardcore shadow banned when he had, and it's been done. I think he said fifth, five times or six times he's done it that he's filmed evidence of a translucent moon um, with stars or planets behind it and all that where that information is suppressed. So if you were to just be a regular Joe Schmo guy and go to Google and type in flat earth theory, you're just going to come up with a bunch of bullshit, mm-hmm. which I think at the height of 2016 or 17, the third most Googled uh, word besides Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton was flat earth. And there's a specific reason I think at the time, the Obama administration went on TV and was talking about all this hoopla and said, we don't have time for the Flat Earth Society. Mm. And the Flat Earth Society, everybody knows, is a complete shill operation. They talk about dumb shit to make people who actually believe in this look stupid. I remember seeing an article on their page that said, is Earth a donut shape? Yeah, and it had like yeah. an image of it, and I was like, "This is dumb." But if you are a layman, right, and you're maybe even at an Obama rally when this took place, and you heard Flat Earth Society, what? And you go there, a donut-shaped Earth, pizza-shaped Earth, flying up at a bazillion miles an hour. That's how gravity works. You're gonna be like, "Oh, my guy was telling me the truth." We don't have time. Yeah. We don't have time for that. You're right. Hmm. I mean, the manipulation is insane. And of course, this is not just unique to flat earth. Yeah. I mean, we lived through COVID. We saw the vaccine thing. Then we have Ukraine. Then we have uh, uh, China. And then, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, oh, yeah. Well, as I mentioned before, you know, I quit my radio show with Republic Broadcasting back in June and I was doing it for two years. And I was pretty much talking exclusively about the vaccine interviews mm-hmm. with doctors. We were talking about, uh, you know, the nanotech involved, building antennas. I mean, all this insane stuff that has since proven to be true, mm-hmm. that this is a coagulant and it is designed to call and sterilize the population. But about June, I realized 
everyone's made a decision. You're either on board with the vax or you're not. Yep. So it's time to end the show because I'm not going to talk about Biden and Trump. Yeah. And all that's left that interests me is flat earth, but I can't do that five days a week mm-hmm. because even though it's a fascinating topic, it's really like dessert. Of all the conspiracy theories, 9-11, JFK, the moon landing, this is the one conspiracy theory that brings me pure joy and happiness because it's so damn exciting mm-hmm. to realize that God created this place that everyone thinks doesn't exist and we can't even agree where we live. And there it is in your face. Every day you get up, the sun is moving. The moon is moving. We're not moving. A three-year-old can tell you that. <laughs> but an astrophysicist says, no, we're spinning at a 1,000 miles an hour, and mm-hmm. the sun isn't moving. It's us. When everything yeah. else tells you, it's exactly the way you interpret it as a child. Mm-hmm. That's really well said. Uh, boy, would you, if I could say it like this too, like it's the one conspiracy, maybe, I mean, may, I know you said you're on the fence and fly on the wall, but you're entertaining it. But for me, I would agree with Lee that it's that dessert conspiracy because I believe, and I know for me, right? I can't say mm-hmm. this for everybody. I know that it's true because I can see this shit. Mm-hmm. I can't, I for sure also know that Lee Harvey Oswald did not kill kennedy right (laughs) but all i have is the like the videos i've seen in the 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 articles i've read etc yeah with this i can go outside and look at stuff i can feel the char like when you walk barefoot outside and you get that grounding in you know Mm -hmm. and i understand how electricity for so for me it's like ah one that i can actually put in like the completed bin yeah even though there's so much more to learn about it you know, because you know, it, it, I don't want to be cliche, but it really does ground you, mm-hmm. if you will. I live on the <laughs> I, I live on the coast of Florida, and I did the experiment. You know, the one where boats go over the horizon, therefore mm-hmm. the Earth is curved. But if you pick up a pair of binoculars, which I did, I watched a boat go over the horizon. I picked up a pair of binoculars, and the boat came back. Mm-hmm. It's all due to your perspective. When you stand on the shoreline, you can see about four miles. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember Rob Skiba. Yeah, um, RIP, man. Yeah, I absolutely. I interviewed him like five years ago. But that experiment he did, if you're in St. Joseph, Michigan, and you look across Lake Michigan, you can see the skyline of Chicago 60 miles away. Wow. And it's not a mirage, as the weatherman says, because you can see it almost every day if it's a clear day. Mm-hmm. So it absolutely defies logic because this, the uh, Willis Tower should be about 1,400 feet under the curve, mm-hmm. but you can see the entire skyline. And there's numerous other examples. You can see the Toronto skyline from New York. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. Uh, not to mention the Black Swan argument that was probably one of the most fascinating ones that I've come across. Um, that's a little bit, that one's a little bit more complex to, to break down verbally without showing a demonstration of it. But, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out there too, for fun. Cause this is one of my favorite ones. And then Blake, can you take over for a second? My dog's just like, yeah, God, I, I have to poop. Yeah. Um, so the, the Coriolis effect is one that I've, I've recently been putting a lot of thought into and it's going into a section of my book as well. But the Coriolis effect, um, we're told is what, uh, sends certain trajectories at different left or right, 
um, degrees based on the rotation of the earth, the spin of the earth, right? And I've always brought this point up to heliocentrist believers, but they'd never have a good answer for me because um, they kind of get stuck in their own argument, if, it, if, you, if you could say it that way. But if you were to ask somebody, okay, is the Coriolis effect, does it exist? Of course it does. It's the rotation of the earth. Okay, fine. Um, so let's take a sniper, right? Long range sniper, special forces guy, whatever. Um, it's said that they have to correct for the Coriolis effect. I can tell you right now that they don't. I'm not a sniper. I don't, I'm not ex-military, but for sure they're not doing calculations for the spin of the earth when they're taking a two mile shot. Um, but they'll say, yes, it does affect uh, bullets. It does affect uh, flights, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Let's go with that. If I were to take off in a helicopter and hover, can I just wait for the earth to rotate underneath me? Would I drift a certain amount, like a, a certain miles based on the Coriolis effect? The answer they give, generally speaking, is no, because the atmosphere spins with the earth. Oh, okay. So why would it affect airplane flights and bullets? Mm. And they go, uh, pass. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a really good article on the uh, website. It talks about flight paths from Frankfurt, Germany to San Jose, California. Frankfurt is about 54 degrees latitude in Germany, and San Jose, California is about 37. So logically, you know, the shortest distance between two points is a line. Mm-hmm. You would fly from Frankfurt, probably cross maybe Washington, D.C., and head across the country. For un- some unexplained reason, when you get on a plane in Frankfurt, Germany, heading to San Jose, California, you go almost 10 degrees north and cross over Nook, Greenland, go across Canada, and then take a hard left to San Jose, Hmm. which makes no sense at all. (laughs) But if you whip out a flat earth map, like I have two in my room, the Gleason map, and you draw a straight line from Frankfurt, Germany, to San Jose, you cross Nook, Greenland. Wow. And that's just one flight. Yeah. But I can understand that because it's simple. Frankfurt's mm-hmm. at 54 degrees. Uh, San Jose is about 37. Your plane's going to 64 degrees, crossing Nook, Greenland, going across Canada, taking a hard left. On the flat earth map, you go from Frankfurt through Nook and then straight over to San Jose, which is on the other side mm-hmm. of the flat earth. <laughs> Pretty wild it's, stuff, huh? That's interesting. Yeah. Boy, those, uh, those are the kind of stories that trigger yeah. heliocentric. Yeah. yeah. Well, my, my biggest question when it comes to flat Earth is, is how do we explain a lunar eclipse? That is one that I've been working on for the last three months. Because okay. with a solar eclipse, you can say the moon and the sun are the same size. Therefore, the moon covers the sun. Mm-hmm. But... What is causing a solar eclipse? And Mm. most people, including myself, even when I wrote the book, would say it's the Earth. Because you can see the curve. Get your uh, tinfoil hat on. (laughs) 
there are some that believe, and I don't have a belief in this yet, and I don't have an answer for you yet. Mm-hmm. I'll just give you a couple of theories. Okay. There are some that believe there's actually another sun, and they call okay. it the black the black sun. Mm-hmm. And I also like you. I know you mentioned earlier you you you're open to the hollow earth. Right. Since I wrote the book, I've also become a believer in the hollow earth. All right. Okay. Somehow, I think the black sun is actually what's casting that shadow, mm. not the earth. Okay. So is it possible now? Cause I have, a, I have a couple of theories. Uh, the first one would take us back to your um, kind of spiral patterning of the sun. Right. Now, maybe throughout that spiral pattern, is there a point in time where the moon is in front of the sun? Um, you know, while it's spiraling. Well, you bring up a really good point because they have they have demonstrated, and mm. it's a fact, that there have been many uh, solar eclipses where the sun and the moon are in the same sky at the same time, which mm-hmm. would make it impossible for either the Earth or the moon to be casting a shadow. Right. So the question is, that shadow that is crossing... Is that the shadow of the earth? Mm. And I'm beginning to believe it's not, that it's the shadow from some other luminary or body. Right, right. Because then there's um, the other theory that's, you know, been kicked around for, I don't know, decades now is Planet X or Nerubu. Um, It could also be assumed, uh, you know, that it's the black sun that you just spoke about. But uh, do do you think that another... I guess another planet, which would be considered another body, um, that that is kind of the the planet that you know people talk about in ancient texts. There was an extra planet in the sky at one point. Um, that could be a possibility. That's okay. that's one theory. The other theory is that the black sun is inside the hollow Earth, mm. and that it projects its own unique light. And I have no idea what that light is like, but mm-hmm. I believe that possibly that light could be responsible for the Northern Lights. No one seems to be able to explain the Northern Lights. They keep saying, well, it's the sun skipping over the ionosphere because it's so far north. Mm. What if it's actually another heavenly body contained in the hollow Earth, casting its own light Mm. out of that vortex I talked about earlier? And could the sun possibly be crossing that light barrier at some point and could that light barrier that's being blocked out actually be casting the shadow hmm. and not the earth? And that would be my other theory on it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all interesting, though. And and to be honest, I think you might be one of the only flat earthers that really entertain that question. Because um, I, I believe I even asked David Weiss that. And that didn't yeah. <laughs> pan out so uh, well. <laughs> I don't know if you, you got the gist of what we were saying, big country, but... Um, we we're talking about uh, solar eclipses mm-hmm. and the fact that maybe it's the black sun in the hollow earth projecting a light straight up and that could be cast in the shadow. Or um, as Boya said, uh, maybe something to do with planet Nibiru, planet X. Yeah. I don't think that's the earth's shadow we're seeing. And again, mm. this is something that's come to light since I wrote the book because it right. is the one question that throws most flat earthers off. And I don't have a definitive answer, but those are two theories that I have 
that I'm still investigating. Yeah. Right. Well, the, 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 the light in the hollow earth is interesting because assuming, you know, uh, like I said, I, I think hollow earth is a thing. So there, that would mean that there would have to be a local light, you know, in order to, um, it, it, when people talk about hollow earth, they see these great plants and prehistoric animals, and all this, none of that would be able to be sustainable without a local light. Well, and let's get back to Adam bird, what you were saying, uh, big country about, mm-hmm. you know, land and trees, how in the world can there be any vegetation past the Antarctic ice wall yeah. when, our, when our sun obviously isn't going to be strong enough? Are there other suns? Mm. Are there other dimensions? Right. No yeah, it's like, it's like, um, uh, gosh, um, what, Snow, Snowpiercer? Is that the one where they're on the train? Yeah, they're on the train, yeah. yeah. And they're going in circles around yeah. the Earth. Mm-hmm. and it's frozen all the time yeah and it's but but inside of the train you still have your societal classes mm-hmm. right like the yeah. people in the back of the train do all the work for the people up in front the elite yeah. right and it's almost a play on now that we're talking about it that uh the where we live now became somewhat inhabitable for some reason mm-hmm. maybe the sun is moving away from us and they're chasing the sun and that's how people end up in these other realms hmm. and then eventually the sun moves back in and you know, another uh, society moves back to where we live now. And that's where we had, you know, civilizations not that long ago that had way further advanced technology than we hmm. did. Maybe those are the remnants of people that came back hmm. when the sun was moving in and out, but it's almost as if like the elites in that movie built a train on the Antarctic ice wall because they're trying to wait until whatever time till they can go past it. Mm -hmm. Um, But by that time, all the people in the back of the train, they won't need them anymore. Yeah. Well, they also, the Luciferian elite also talk about, I mentioned earlier, what is known as the golden age, the stone age, the age of Aquarius. And this all lines up with the Bible and revelation and Daniel, but it's this idea, which is really wild of terraforming the earth. So we can adapt to our new gods. In other words, the great delusion is the fact that the Nephilim come back, take on flesh, appear as humans, and they offer us the final solution, which is there's this, um, this is just all hypothesis. There's this uh, disease, it's COVID on steroids, and it's killing everybody. However, we are your creators, and we've come back to extend your life and also to share our DNA with you. Because we're not affected by this virus because we are the gods. And what we're going to do is we're going to offer you to upgrade your DNA and we're going to share our DNA with you. You will share our light. You will have eternal life and you'll never get sick and we'll enter into this golden age of peace and tranquility. And we will terraform the earth so that all of us can have the same habitation matching the habitation where we came from which mm-hmm. is perfect. Wow. And I did all of that without a joint. <laughs> <laughs> Just a theory. Yeah, that's a good one. I mm-hmm. like that one. Well, think about it. This whole thing with COVID, you've got Moderna, and it's mm-hmm. not on their website anymore. It's gone. But it says what we do is we're introducing the software of life. And they talk about the fact that they can put anything into this software and inject it in you and systemically 
change your DNA. Mm -hmm. And hasn't that been the goal of Lucifer since the Garden of Eden? For man to reflect the image of the light bearer? Because if you go back to the greatest lie of all time, which was if you eat from the tree of knowledge, you'll become enlightened and become a god. The final enticement is that Lucifer says, embrace my light, reflect my DNA, take an upgrade, no longer reflect the creator's mm. DNA, reflect my light, and you'll have eternal life, and you'll live in my kingdom. Whoa. And we will kill God. That's Whoa. the other thing. They want to go back in time, and that's what CERN is all about, the mm. Large Hadron Collider, go back in time, kill God, and then they become God. And it was the same thing in the Tower of Babel. They wanted to build a tower into heaven so they could ascend it and kill God and be God. And nothing has changed. Wow. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> right. Oh, man. That was deep. Um, you know what's interesting about that is I've always made the joke that, that my wife um, – she has like angel blood. She's got that RH negative factor. So when we <laughs> conceived our, 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 our son, um, they have to give you the shot of Rogam. And it's because it's the only way that uh, an RH negative can procreate with an RH positive. Right. And what's interesting is I remember reading an article. This was a couple years ago, uh, right when we first started dating that said that scientists have discovered um, this unique characteristic about RH negative blood type is biologically there are elements of one female, one male, but something that's not recognized on earth. Mm. Like, so half of the male is something that's not recognized on earth. There's nothing, there's no elements to explain it. There's no, uh, biology to describe what it is mm -hmm. and they said in the article it, it would appear that it's something from from out of this world yeah which is interesting that that blood type cannot reproduce naturally with rh positive mm -hmm. without some type of chemical intervention and that would be the um leftovers if you will of that nephilim bloodline that we mm -hmm. knew actually escaped the flood in noah's wa son's wives um they're like this is the best we got i don't know i mean <laughs> this one's full lizard this is the best we right, got right. <laughs> um but it's it was really interesting and uh it, but it's also interesting in the sense that rh negative um because my wife is O negative is a universal donor. Mm -hmm. She can give to everybody, but she can only take hers. Yeah. And it's a rare blood. So it's, it's a fascinating topic. This yeah. uh, final incursion of the Nephilim, my own personal belief, they're not going to be the giants that are talked about in the extra biblical text. I think they're actually going to be quite beautiful mm -hmm. and they'll have, uh, and again, this is all, Conjecture based on nothing. Uh, I think they're going to have a beautiful voice. They might be blonde. They might have long hair, but mm -hmm. they're going to be very attractive. Maybe and blue once, eyes. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> it is part of the fourth industrial revolution. <laughs> you will own nothing but get laid a lot. 
<laughs> um, All right, where do I sign? <laughs> I think that's going to be part of the attraction. Mm-hmm. When they when they come the final time, as it was in the days of Noah, women especially are going to just be so enamored with these men that they're going to want to procreate. They're going to give them the same rights as humans. And I already believe a lot of them are already here. I mean, you know, some people mm-hmm. call them reptilians, the royal family, Epstein and all that. It, it, here's an interesting little story. A lot of people wonder why Bill Gates hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. You know, they think, oh, he's just a pervert. No, I don't think that. Jeffrey Epstein had a ranch in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And what he wanted to do was impregnate innumerable women with his DNA because he thought he was special. And, and, and that's what yeah. attracted Gates because initially Gates, when he was Mike with Microsoft, he built the software. Then he built the virus. Mm-hmm. Stole the to, software. Exactly. And it was the same thing with Epstein. Epstein was a transhumanist. Mm-hmm. This is one thing you'll never hear. Epstein, Bill Gates are both transhumanists. And what they want to do is to upgrade their DNA, not pay the wages of sin, become eternal beings apart from God. And that's what this transhumanist and uh, is, movement is all about. Mm-hmm. It's not about government. Eventually, government will be eliminated, and it'll all be based on a social credit score, and it'll be run by AI, which I think will ultimately be satanic. Oh, yeah. But that's where all of this is leading to, is that humans will no longer reflect the image of God, and therefore will negate the possibility of salvation. When people accept the mark in the book of Revelation, God cuts them off. It seems kind of extreme. I believe what happens with that mark is that it systemically changes the person's DNA so they no longer reflect the image of God and therefore are disqualified from salvation. And Mm -hmm. that's why they're cut off. And that's why in the book of Revelation, it talks about a five-month period where people will not be able to kill themselves. Because I believe that's what the zombies are. You're mm. you're not alive, you're not dead, but you can't kill yourself because you're no longer human. You're no right. longer made in God's image. You become this zombie abomination. Wow. Yeah, boy, we that's just, where the mark leads. Yeah, we, we a couple episodes. This is I don't know how you're feeling, Blair. I'm this is crazy. <laughs> a few episodes ago, we were talking about that. The, the Department mm-hmm. of Defense was entertaining ideas, and I, I forget the context of what it was. But it was a pill that, oh, it was the mRNA vaccine. Mm-hmm. It was originally introduced to the DOD because they said we could inject somebody to make them not want to go into yeah. a building and blow themselves up. Yeah. We can physically make that them not think those thoughts if we give them this stuff. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I there's, think they called it the God gene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's people, there are people who have taken the, the vaccine, the mRNA vaccine, and, they say that they felt the disconnection from God. They lost all faith and they feel like they could no longer communicate with God. When they were manufacturing the vaccine, I believe this with all my heart. They prayed over it, whether it was Masons or Luciferians or both. It's satanic. There's a there's a spell. It's pharmacia. They were probably jacking off on it to be in their. I coffin. wouldn't surprise. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Classic it's, Mason move. And, and you drive by. You don't have to drive by, but if you've ever seen a video of Pfizer's headquarters in New York City, mm-hmm. the lobby is just filled with Egyptian hieroglyphics. They're totally <laughs> into the occult. Man, 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Boy, how you doing? All right. You okay? You know, I, I don't believe in coincidence. So, I mean, what, what else can I say? You know what I mean? <laughs> It's yeah. a process. Yeah. I would get on I would get on the radio every night and I would say, All right, I'm 30, 70. 70 percent the earth is round, 30 percent it's flat. Yeah. And there were people tuning in just to hear. And then one night I was like, Okay, it's 4951. I'm starting to freak out. And then I went 5149 flat, and then I just started. I know, right? You they, they pan into your camera. You have like a cigarette that's almost burning your fingers, your hair's messed up, your tie sideways. Yeah. I'm about 79% right now, guys. I don't even know what's going on anymore. It's fun, though. It is. And it's not a salvation issue. People go to heaven if they believe the earth is round. It's not that. Mm -hmm. But when people believe the earth is flat, I have noticed unequivocally their faith in God strengthens. Mm -hmm. The people that really believe in the flat earth are either in pursuit of God, questioning God, but they're talking about God and they're opening their Bible and they never did that before. Right. This is the only theory that does that. And that's one mm-hmm. of the reasons I love it so much. Yeah. And, you know, I, I will say that the idea of a creator creating a, a flat plane and a dome and this and that and, you know, all these additional realms, if that is, you know, how it, how it truly is, what else, how else would that get made, you know? It blew up, dude, and then monkeys and shit. And then monkeys, yeah. And then monkeys, And that's what right? kills me about Christians. Christians will go, yeah, you uh, you scientists who say we, you know, dropped out of a monkey's butt, you're, <laughs> you're, you're of the devil. And then they go, yeah, but you know, the earth is round. Okay, yeah, all right, I'll go with that one. I know you're lying about the other thing. You're lying about the evolution, but th- th- this round ball thing, I- I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. You know, he, they lie about that. But I'm telling you, they got something here with the round ball. Yeah, that's really interesting. Now, Lee, let's uh, in the last bit of the show here, why don't we step away a little bit from Flat Earth and talk about some of the other uh, maybe conspiracies dun, 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 that um, ha- ha- has sparked your interest over the years. Um, anyone that kind of jump out at you um, other uh, than the anniversary you just had? My, my dad was a, um, was a Freemason. And I remember when I was attending his funeral back in 2002, it was in a Masonic lodge Hmm. and I didn't know anything about Freemasonry, nothing. And it just, I had such a bad feeling, a bad vibe. Mm -hmm. And then I went on a little bit of a journey exploring it. And uh, Freemasonry is one of the keys to understanding the foundation of this country. And the fact that this is not a Christian nation mm-hmm. and that Washington, D.C. actually has everything to do with Osiris, ISIS, and uh, the Vatican and Vatican City, and that it's all occultic. And when you look at the back of the dollar bill, nothing is by mistake. And even Washington, D.C. is in the shape of a pentagram. And, you know, it's all Masonic and it's a cult. Most people, it's like NASA. Most people who work at NASA are good people who believe the earth is round and they look at a monitor and that's all they do. But it's the ones at the top of the skyscraper. And the same thing when you get to the 32nd and 33rd degree, when it's revealed that Lucifer is the God of Freemasonry and is the light bearer. Most people in Freemasonry never get to that point, but Freemasonry in and of itself was one of the most interesting journeys I've taken. 
because it's absolutely key to understanding why this country does the things they do and what Washington, D.C. actually is and the mm -hmm. fact that this is not a Christian nation. Yeah. Wow. So now with your dad being a, a Mason, is that something that he just never discussed with you? No, he never discussed with me. Um, wow. I was going to a home church in Austin and it was run by a couple of old women. And one of them, I nicknamed the Oracle. They just had um, a direct line to God. Bending the way spoons I could put and it. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they did Neo. deliverance. They did deliverance. <laughs> So I went over to their house one day and they started talking to me and they said, uh, tell me about your dad. And I started oh, telling them about the Freemasonry and they said, you need deliverance. You have a spirit of Freemasonry in you. Whoa. So they prayed for me. I manifested and they cast it out. Wow. So about... Six years later, I'm at a home church with some friends from Connecticut, same state I grew up in, and they were talking about how they were connected to Freemasonry. So they asked me to lay hands on them. Mm. And the same thing happened. Wow. They just went down like a rock. Wow. I have encountered different spirits and have had spiritual experiences, a few, but I have never encountered anything as dark and as powerful as the spirit of Freemasonry. There is mm -hmm. something incredibly evil about all of it, the entire system. But in every town in America, there's a Freemasonic Lodge. Every everywhere. town. Mm -hmm. And you every tell town. a you tell a Freemason that he's you know dabbling in the devil, they'll think you're crazy. And it's the same thing with flat earth. It's because they've only gone to the third degree. Mm-hmm. But even to get to the third degree, you're already making <clears throat> compromises if you're a Christian. Right, right. So, do you think? Do you think the Masons? I, I'm sure there's a, a healthy uh, split, if you will, when you get to level 33 as a Mason, uh, kind of like the astronauts that landed on the moon, right? Yeah, they were all <laughs> excited before they were going, mm -hmm. right? And then after they got back, they landed. They're like during the press conference, they're like. Yeah, it was cool up there, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. You just landed on the moon. You seem dumb. Yeah. And perhaps yeah. after know. they were told, like, hey, you guys are going to be the first men on the moon. We've got it all figured out. And they went and got pulled in the back room and said, we can't go. You're not going. We're filming it. And if you tell anybody, we're going to kill you and your whole family. So then yeah. afterwards, they're like, shit, yep. we can't actually go to the moon. I wonder if there's Masons that get presented what happens after 33 and what it truly is that are like, like, I'm not about it. This sucks, but um, I'll can't stay leave. in. Yeah. I'll, I can't leave. I'll stay in. I won't say nothing. And they just kind of get, you know, they don't get brought onto that, that, that top level of the party. Mm -hmm. You can stay on like level 14 or whatever, but you can't come up to like the 32nd level yeah. of the party, even though they know the game. I wonder if it's something like that, you know, if there's well, certain. From my Masons. understanding, my dad got to the 32nd. He didn't get to the 33rd. Ah, and I don't know exactly what that means, except the 33rd. You're told that Lucifer is the light bearer. He's the great mm -hmm. architect. Um, and, you know, as a Christian, you know that any sin is forgivable except rejection of God. Mm -hmm. So you can still become a Christian. You can still repent and be, be saved. But 
it's going to cost you. Right. It's going to cost you almost everything because you have made a conscious decision through the previous 32 steps mm. to follow Lucifer. Yeah, you and, didn't and go it, from A to B. <laughs> it's naive. It's not naivete. You just didn't happen to. I, I was listening to a, a video of some Baptist preacher who decided to resign because he made a compromising. He had a compromising conversation with a woman over Twitter, and he said okay. he was dis. He was he, he didn't realize what he was doing, and I thought, Yeah, you did. Yeah, we all know it's mm -hmm. a decision. And yeah, after I sent her a picture of my dick, I just didn't know what I was yeah. doing. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't think you were going to send me a picture of your vagina. <laughs> I mean, it was just my dick. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I was very disoriented, and I took it to the elders, and they said, "Here's some pay. Now shut up. And we'll have her. We'll have her sign an NDA." Yeah, sabbatical. Have a good time. Yeah, sabbatical. Transferred. <laughs> That's got to be quite a heavy load. You take a guy like Neil Armstrong. He hardly gave an interview after the moon landing outside yeah. of that press conference. He said, "Squat." And yeah. I'm sure you've seen the clip of uh, Buzz Aldrin when the little girl yeah. asked him why they never went back. And he said, well, I think I know why, because we, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't go. Didn't go. Yeah. And he was being honest. Mm -hmm. we, we, we didn't go. Yeah, you that's know, happened a, on a couple of occasions, actually, with Buzz. Yeah, there's a yeah. CIA guy in the back going. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to show you this Zapruder film again? <laughs> yeah. Back and to the left. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's 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 that is I would say it's a heavy load, you know, to to mm -hmm. bear, um, especially with um, maybe even with the with the first astronauts, right? That that they were the first trial on this yeah. of um, saying, hey, yeah, we can absolutely go to the moon. You're going to do this, and then you get told you can't, mm -hmm. and then they get told, by the way, you're taking this shit to your grave. Yeah. Like Did it sucks the entire drive you had out from your entire existence as a human, especially if you were training to go to be the first man on the moon to do it for your country, for mankind. And you're like, my whole life's a fucking lie. And it's no yeah. wonder half of those guys are alcoholics. Well, it's like I told the astrophysicist, you, you, you've wasted your life. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, do you ever see the movie Network back in 1978? Yeah, really good. That speech where Howard Bill, I'm mad as hell, I'm not going to take it. And mm -hmm. uh, Ned Beatty explains him, explains to him, there is no Russia. There is no United States. There are no countries. There's only IBM, Shell, ExxonMobil. He yeah. said, what do you think the Russians do? They sit around and talk about communism? No, they talk about spreadsheets and uh, how much money they can make. And yeah. that's, what, that's what NASA is. It gets $58 million a day. It's a business. Mm -hmm. And if you get too close, and if you piss off too many people, and people start believing the truth that the earth is flat, we just got to kill you. And that's what they did in network. When mm -hmm. Howard Beale really started telling the truth, they had a meeting and they said, well, I guess we'll just have to kill him. <laughs> yeah. That's because the world is a business. Yeah. And if flat earth ever really takes off, those that are propagating it will be killed. Yeah. Wow. They um, have to be. It's a business. Mm -hmm. there's actually an excerpt from that movie from it's in our outro to the show it's i don't know what to do about the russians or the food and all that but i'm mad as hell um, <laughs> but yeah it's it's because you have to think that if let's just say nasa comes out and goes yeah by the way there's flat they've been lying to you it's a bunch of continents we're all going there someday you can't we can fuck off um 
entire science books done, entire career fields, industries, funding, government mm. grants gone. Because you know the, the first thing that'll happen. Mm. Let's say universally, flat Earth is a thing. It's believed. The first thing that happens, the stock market crashes. And immediately, all the fake money's gone. <laughs> immediately, like you said, universities, mm. the military, college campuses, yeah. schools. People will be committing, some will be committing suicide. Yeah, They just can't handle the fact that everything is a lie and they will never believe the earth is flat. They'll kill themselves before they do it. And they might Mm -hmm. kill you too for telling them. Yeah. Wow. Didn't think about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, There'll be a stock market crash immediately. So they have to kill us. Mm -hmm. Not yet. But they'll, they'll do that. If it ever gets that big. Yeah. Now, Lee, um, boy, I don't know if you have any uh, final questions as we get towards the end here. Um, but is there any or, or do you believe that the, the Masons are the top dog of the secret societies? Like, are, are you excluding Skull and Bones and uh, the Knights of Malta and all these kinds of other groups that are they like under the umbrella of Masons or, or how would you view that? I don't know. If you look at the Bible, it talks about the Antichrist having control over the political, economic, and religious arenas. So mm-hmm. suffice it to say, the Vatican, the Jesuits, um, the Congress, the Senate, all the governments of the world, all the economies of the world, mm-hmm. to a degree or another, those at the top of the hierarchy of all of those disciplines are in on it which brings us to Klaus Schwab and the fourth industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. You have guys like Trudeau who are an admitted adherent to the world economic forum. Yeah. So you have the political, religious and economic realms, each headed by certain groups, but all of these groups are working in tandem. And then you might say, well, do they talk to each other? I think spiritually they're all connected. The mm-hmm. one commonality with all of them They hate God, Mm -hmm. at least the God of the Bible. And they want to create a world without God. Even Stephen Hawking once said, the idea of a creator is terrifying. There's two things that are terrifying, that there's no creator and that there is a creator. Mm. But the fact that there's a creator is even more terrifying. Most of these people want to be God. They want to be the gods. And it was and it is as in the days of Noah and the Tower of Babel. Mm -hmm. These people want to create their own utopia here. And as insane as it sounds, they want to kill God. And when Jesus Christ comes back, they're going to convince the world that he is what they call the demiurge, the lesser God. And the Mm -hmm. world will unite and try to kill this evil God from destroying this society that the Antichrist has created during the seven-year tribulation. Wow. Pretty wild. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. Mic drop. Uh, what's, what's crazy about that to me too, is that you have a a very apparent, um, attack on certain communities, uh, throughout our society right now, right? Putting people in classes, your vax or unvaxed masks or unmasks, um, you know, public school, homeschool. Um, but then even if you look at the entertainment industry, 
constantly just the the satanic stuff mm-hmm. and the upside down crosses and i don't know spiky pentagrams everywhere and yeah just, just and and little Nas having sex with the devil and all this yeah. stuff and then he's pregnant one day but it was a photo shoot and don't be a bigot and it's okay if adults want to have sex with kids don't be yeah. a, a racist bigot um it, it seems like we're it's for sure uh, encroaching that that end times like oh yeah boy you said in the last episode man like every society ever that was okay with fucking little kids didn't last very long no No. they were all they were all smited pompeii was smited. you could do it on the bench with a kid in pompeii yeah atlantis was smited because the nephilim and i really believe that god is behind COVID because the purpose for me as i see it is he separating the sheep and the goats? Mm. One thing I've really noticed is who I can talk to and who I can't talk to. And Absolutely. a lot of the time, it's not even necessarily Christians. It's just people that are awake. Yeah, There are people that are awake and people that are asleep. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You're either awake or you're not. Yeah. And the ones that are asleep seem to have a veil pulled over their eyes. Mm-hmm. No matter what you tell them, they just can't see it. And it's the same thing with flat earth. You can take someone outside and say, look, there's a chemtrail. No, that's a contrail. And then you explain the difference and they go, no, that's a, I know, but it's only a thousand feet off the ground. Uh, That's a contrail. (laughs) And, and, and they're just, there's nothing you can do. Most people, there is nothing you can do. And that's Mm -hmm. why I stopped talking about the vaccine because I believe pretty much everyone's made a decision. Yeah. Right. Pro or negative. Yeah teams have been divided yeah it's interesting um as we get towards the end of the show here boy if you have any final questions Hmm. um for lee before we let him uh give out a social media and information where people can find and follow him um you heard it in our intro right as much as we refer to the matrix in in our show and in this community and and like we've always said if you're listening to the show you're all you're already on board the nebuchadnezzar with us but as Morpheus says, if you take the blue pill, you wake up in your bed tomorrow and believe whatever you want to. But if you take the red pill, right, I'll show you how deep we can go into Wonderland. And that's true. What Lee is saying that um, we're being divided right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And once you well, I don't care who you are. Once you take the red pill, there's no going back. No. It just depends on how deep you end up going. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've also said, too, on the show that we're kind of like um, Roddy Roddy Piper, right? From They Live. Mm-hmm. He's, he's behind me on the show. Um, <laughs> that sometimes I can put on my glasses or a lot of the times I have my glasses on. Right. Yeah. And I see the world for what it is. But I can also take my glasses off mm-hmm. and exist in this world periodically. Yeah. But I like there's something in me that always doesn't matter how, how long I have my glasses off. I always have to put them back on. Oh yeah. Even when you don't think you have them on though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, the other day they were showing a news report of this guy uh, North of here who basically turned his house into like a haven for homeless teenagers. And he let them spray paint on the garage door and all this other stuff. And the neighbors are pissed because there are missing children hanging out in this guy's house. Well, you know, and me, I'm just I'm, I'm reading this article. The video pops up 
and instantly they show his uh, garage door. Now there's spirals, right? There's triangle spirals. There's butterflies. And I went, oh, the guy's a pedo. He's trafficking children out of his house. Oh, he's a pedo. Yeah. And I'm like, case closed. You know what I mean? And here I am like, oh, this guy, let's let's see what's going on. Is he running some sort of, you know, like halfway house for kids? No, he's trafficking kids. And they sort of alluded to a little bit of that, but not because of any of the symbols. It was because a mother's 16 year old daughter was in the house and the mother was over there trying to figure out what this guy's doing with her 16 year old and how uh, his, how he lured her to the house. And the first thought in my mind was all of those symbols. You know, we've been through this a million times. And uh, so walking around with what you think is your shades off they're they're really on you know what I mean? yeah they're like, oh should i have a contact in damn it yeah <laughs> how'd i get in there yeah well, as i as i mentioned more than once uh since i've written the book i've developed a lot more beliefs mm-hmm. i don't like using the word but it is evolving w- yeah. when it comes to the flat earth and you know the whole when you once you go flat you don't go back that's ties in also to what morpheus said um i'm open I now believe the earth is also hollow, not mm. just flat. I didn't believe that when I wrote the book. Um, so I'm open. And mm. like you, you said, you know, when you see the butterflies, the monarch butterflies, the mm. world is run by symbols. Yep. And all you got to do is just sit back, say nothing, and watch. One of my favorite we- websites is um, Vigilant Citizen. Mm. I don't know if you've ever checked out his website, but he does a lot of stuff with the occult, monarch butterflies, uh, child trafficking, a lot of the darker stuff that people don't like to talk about, but it's all symbolic. And all you got to do is follow the symbols and w- it will always lead you to the truth. Yep. Look yeah. at the United Nations flag. Mm-hmm. It's I a flat 32 section flag. The same thing with the maritime flag and all these other world organizations, the mm-hmm. World Health Organization. It has a, a snake going up a pole, mm-hmm. Baphomet. And it's got the 32 section flat earth behind it. It's all there. Yeah, it's all there. And it's like the video I posted on my website. There is a video of the flat earth and most people will look at it and go, no, it's round. (laughs) They don't want to believe. They don't want to believe. It's not a question of you convincing them or showing them the evidence. They choose not to believe. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with the vaccine. No, Dr. Fauci wouldn't lie. (laughs) Why would he lie? Yeah. Right. Oh man. Dude, this was awesome. 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 Good boy. Uh final questions, comments? No, man. This was a good show. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Lee, man, I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, we're almost at two hours, which is kind of crazy because it was flying by for us. But why don't you tell everybody out there, um, all the truth hooligans where they can find your work and uh support you? It's real easy. I don't do any social media because I, I'm an isolator. Uh, <laughs> it's just the web. It's just yeah. the website. Morning stars tale. Morning stars t a l e dot com. What I'm doing is I've taken all of the stories I've written over the last four years, and I'm uploading one a day. And so what I'm doing is I'm building a flat Earth library. I started a couple of weeks ago. So if you go to the website each day, there's a new either flat earth story or something about the occult or the esoteric religions or Mm -hmm. CERN, but it's always something a little bit 
out there that you don't normally read about, but every day it's a new story. Right. Awesome. That's awesome. That's it. Awesome. And yeah, the ticker's running down there. If you're watching the video on either Rockfin or Spotify, um, we'll of course link that all in the show notes. Um, but man, that's it. That is it for this episode of Whiskey Beer and Conspiracy Podcast. I've been Big Country. I'm boy. And we will see you guys on the next show. Take care.